All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We're so grateful that you could join us again here on the Greater Everyday Podcast. This is a space where we talk about the real issues, the great challenges of our day, require, desire, and demand a greater response. And that's what we seek to do right here. We deify no one. We demonize no one. We just deal with the issues as they come, as they are. And we recognize that everybody's just a person. We're just people trying to make it in the world. Uh, My name is Will Archer. I'm grateful to be here in the studio having this conversation with my brother. I'm Anton Keith. Thank you for, uh, for another episode. Good to be here. Another Sunday night. Let's do it. Yeah, man. I'm grateful we get to have this conversation. We've been just sitting here vibing, talking about what's going on, commiserating with each other, seeking to try to encourage each other. We just want to definitely let you know we are so inspired by all the love that you've been sending our way. And uh, we just want to say uh, this week, where are we at? Tell, tell us where we're at. See, we are, uh, episode, we are at, wait a minute, we're going to do with it. Let's right there. Okay, there. yeah. There we go. We are at 1611. 1611. Yeah. There we go. And in the past 90 days alone, we've had almost 1,400 people download the podcast. And so we're just blown away by all of you guys that are reaching out, connecting with us. Uh, definitely, you know, it's inspiring just to see people from all around the world mm-hmm. uh, that are connecting with us. So uh, let's take a look at that. Just folks connecting with the Greater Everyday Podcast. We were cracking up here. The USA is holding it down, yeah. representing, but Ireland, Ireland is in number two, followed by Namibia, France, uh, India, Canada, then the Bahamas, Germany, UK, and Fiji. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, we're cracking up specifically about Ireland here. Dublin, Ireland has listen to our podcast as the same amount as Dale city in Lake Ridge and, and Woodbridge is, is, uh, is, is falling behind. So we got, we got Ireland, Ireland, Dublin, Ireland is crushing Woodbridge and, um, and Fairfax and Lorton. So just want to say to all of you that are in Fredericksburg, Lorton, Fairfax, uh, Lake Ridge, we got to step up our game because Dale city and Dublin are tied for the, the cities that have uh, the same amount of listenership. Yep, doing doing good. So uh, big shot to Across the Pond in, in the UK. Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, Northern Virginia, step your game up. Got to do that. Got to do that. You know, it's wild. Uh, no stereotypes here, but I guess we might be playing into one. <laughs> We're just cracking up talking about the the guys in Dublin, you know, sitting there with a pint, you know, telling Siri, you know, uh, you know, turn on the Greater Everyday podcast. And so, so grateful for all of you guys in Ireland that are checking out what we're doing. Thank you so much for all the love that you've been giving to us here. Uh, Today, we're going to dive in. We're going to dive into the scriptures and uh, pray that God really guides and directs us. Uh, We said a prayer right before we got started. So I just want to invite you just to take a look over at John chapter 12. John 12 and verse 47. And today we're going to really talk a lot about just having an objective standard and how that's changed our lives. And uh, in John 12, 47, it says, if anyone hears my words, this is Jesus speaking, this red letter. It says, if anyone hears my words, but does not keep them, I do not judge that person. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I've spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but my Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his commands lead to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. 
Jesus spoke the very words of God. And Jesus says, and Jesus said that if anyone hears his words and they don't keep them, that he doesn't judge that person because he came to save the world and we are his disciples. So we're here to save the world. We're not here to judge the world. Uh, We're here to save the world. But Jesus does make it plain, though, that there is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my word. The word of God is going to be the objective standard. On the day of judgment, it's not going to be how you feel. It's not going to be who you know. It's not going to be how much money you have. It's not going to be the color of your skin. It's not going to be your socioeconomic background. It's not going to be your ideological position. It's not going to be your political party persuasion. On the day of judgment, it's going to be you and God and his word. There's an objective standard that God is going to hold us accountable to. And I think it's important for us to be aware of that and to have a sense of righteous fear. You know, in in, uh, Proverbs 1, 7, it says, the beginning of all uh, wisdom, of all knowledge is is to fear the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we have that perspective. Yeah, I think that uh, maybe, just maybe... Don't uh, beat me up out there, but we might be getting away from that a little bit. I think that you think yeah, I, a little bit. You think? I think that there is a lot of run and gun standard making out there. I mean, yeah. we have a we have a nice, clean, translated book that, that kind of lays it down for us. But I think some of us have have kind of moved away from that and. You know, maybe sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes, you know, they've been guided that way because mm-hmm. it might be a little bit easier. I myself, I'm, I'm only a five-year Christian, and I definitely spent the vast majority of my life running gun uh, standard making. And, um, you know, the, the, I don't want to say the positive, but the way, the reason why it's so popular is because you can contour it for whatever situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Or anything that you want to, you decide that you want to get into, mm-hmm. you know, cheat on somebody. Oh, I can make a standard for that. I can change the standard for that. Mm-hmm. Steal somebody's idea or steal. I can make a standard for that. Mm-hmm. You know, deceive someone or lie. I can make a sta- I can make up a standard for that. Mm-hmm. But when you take a step back and you decide that, and you know, getting baptized is just part of, of following uh, Jesus. But when you really, really decide that you're stand, you won't run and gun anymore, and you really will hear his words and keep them, then that kind of keeps you not stagnant at all, but just directed, and, and you know, and directed towards heaven. So um, I don't know what we need to do, but I think the first thing we need to do is talk about it because it's, it's definitely out there. Absolutely, it really is. You know, I just want to encourage us just to look again at another passage of scripture. In uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, in 1 Timothy 4, starting in verse 1, uh, you know, uh, Paul is talking to Timothy and he's talking to them about the the real challenges um, that the church of that time was facing. And it says right here in verse 1, it says, the, cl- the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teaching come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything God God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. It says, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you'll be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do 
with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is of some value, but godliness has a value for all things, holding the promise of both the present life and the life to come. You know, this is a powerful passage of scripture. And it says that, you know, there's going to come a time where people are going to abandon the faith and they're going to follow, you know, um, they're going to follow the, the, the teachings uh, of hypocritical liars. So these are people who um, present themselves one way, but they live a completely different way. That's what a hypocrite is. There's somebody wearing a mask mm-hmm. and someone that is deceit- deceitful, that is dishonest. And it says that those people that teach those things, their conscience is dead. Their, con- their hearts are cooked. You know, it's like their hearts have been seared with a hot iron. And, and here Paul is talking to Timothy and saying, you know, these people, you know, they, they call on people to follow aestheticism. You know, this, this you know, forbidding of people from marrying, calling them to abstain from certain foods. They, you know, they have the outward signs of restraint, but their inner life is completely disconnected from following an objective standard. And, you know, we can sometimes present ourselves to be one way, but we're living a completely different way. And, um, and that's why as a congregation, we have a commitment just to always keeping it real that we're a messed up group of people. We're just, we, there's nothing good about us. I know there's nothing good about me. The only one who's good in the scenario is God and God's given us a standard, you yeah. know, an objective standard. I know when you, when you think about the books of Timothy, what are they? There's a teacher, and he's preparing a young man Mm -hmm. to go out into the world, and he's telling him in all of these books and these chapters about what he's getting ready to experience. Right. So that when he goes out, he's prepared to 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 battle, and to you know he's going to meet all different types of people. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to lead all different types of people. He's going to be questioned and and tested in all these different ways. But if you know that already, mm-hmm. you know, you're not so easily swayed and you can rely on, on the standard that was set before you even set out. And I think one of the issues that we're having in, this, in our society is that we don't have a Paul. A lot of, a lot of young people um, don't have a Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of older men don't want a Paul because they think they're too old mm-hmm. and they, they can't be discipled. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, you know, um, big shout to my boy, Brandon, who was a guest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember when he was explaining to me what discipleship was and I was like, or, you know, like, well, I thought that, you know, I'm just supposed to have my quiet times and, you know, go to church and be involved in midweek and, you know, do my part whenever, whenever I can. And he said, no, it's, it's much more than that because you need somebody who can continue to mentor you, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. You might not be the same person, but you're always going to need that mentorship. And I see myself now as I'm a uh, big shout out to my brother, uh, John Lugo, who's who's studying the Bible right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're kind of I hope that we're like rounding third mm-hmm. right now. maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I don't want this to end. I don't want this. You know, these moments where, you know, we, we're really studying the Bible and I have questions and things are going on in my family. And I don't want. You know, I don't want there to ever be a time again where I don't have someone over me, helping me, guiding me through life. Mm-hmm. And I think for so many people out in the world, they don't have anyone. And the people who are out there aren't worth following. And, you know, it's not 
It's definitely not easy to follow Jesus. I mean, he no, said it in he said it in many. It's funny we uh, our D group uh, today. Uh, Brandon talked about uh, a scripture where where Jesus talks about how hard, how hard it is to follow him and um, and the disciples basically telling him. You know, like that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like and he, yeah, it is. And, and and but anything worth having is worth worth working for. Yeah. And I think heaven over hell is definitely worth working for. Yeah, and I mean, even talking about heaven and hell, I mean, people don't believe objectively that there are consequences for the choices that we make. And let's just be clear: God is a good God. God does not want anyone to be separated from Him. God wants everyone to be in a right relationship with Him. Uh, but God, because God is God, um, he does give us choice. And if we choose that we do not want to be with him, uh, we're choosing, um, you know, deliberate separation from him. And uh, and God is real. And I think that, you know, we, we live in a society where people want to say that there are not objective truths. I mean, there is sin in the world and there there are things that are objectively wrong. It is wrong to not be faithful to your wife. Mm-hmm. It, it is wrong, objectively wrong to commit adultery. It is objectively wrong to lie. It's objectively wrong to steal. And, um, you know, we have a bright spotlight right now. Even when we're taking a break? Even when, even when we're taking a break. <laughs> even when we're taking a break. Hey, actually, you know, it's wild, man. You read the scriptures. The scriptures talk about how you should be when you're taking a break. Really? It does. That's... Yeah, it's wild. And we, we should take, we'll take a look at that in a sec. You know, the scriptures are, ri- <laughs> the Bible deals with this stuff, like how, do, how you should be. But you know what? What you got to recognize is the consequence of choices of being in rebellion against God creates so much, so much of the devastation in our world. And so much of the confusion over whether you can trust people that are in positions of responsibility. You know, there's a lot of conversation right now, Anton, around racism and around police brutality and uh, around um, systemic racism. And, um, And I think it's good that we're having a real conversation about this stuff. But let's be clear. Racism is a sin. It isn't the only sin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I think if, if you um, hold racism up to be this great evil, which it is, you have to also recognize lying's a great evil too. Yep. Immorality, sleeping with people that you're not married to is a great evil too. And, um, you, know, um, you know, violence against people, murder is a great evil too. Hatred, idolatry. Idolatry. Like let's deal with all of it. Yeah. Cause it's funny. We, we, we tend to want to pick the sins that we find to be the most egregious, you know? Um, and, uh, and I think what we got to recognize is it's not our standard. It's God's standard that we really got to follow. But with that in mind, let's turn over to James. Let's see, see what James says. I know James is one of your favorite books. We're going to yeah. look at James chapter one. Okay. And uh, in James chapter 1, right here in um, verse 22, if you don't mind reading verse 22 through verse 27 for us, that'd be great. Gotcha. All right. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at, at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, that that is powerful to pause right there. Yeah. 
But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom mm. and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That is so powerful. You know, the perfect law gives freedom, freedom. You know, there, there's a lot of falsehood around freedom. You know, there's a lot of falsehood because, you know, there are people that are um, outraged and rightly so about people being denied their freedoms. Yeah outraged about people being characterized based on the color of their skin or the country of origin. And yet so many people that advocate for freedom are themselves still slaves to the control of sin in their lives. And I don't say that to judge anyone because that's not what we do. I'm saying that to save people because what we got to recognize is there's an objective standard. You know, um, what use is it if you're advocating for the world being changed and you're not willing to deal with the world in your own home. Right. Your own home. And we're two of us, we're sitting here, we're, you know, we're, we're just vibing beforehand, just talking about where we're coming from. And both of us struggled, you know, having our own standard before we came to know Christ. And Anton, I just want to ask you a little bit just to share about just your own perspective around just the blessing of having an objective standard. Well, I know that like me, um, me and people like me, like young boys who grew up in the inner city around drugs, around violence, around prostitution, not seeing a lot of nuclear families, for lack of a better term. Um, you really, all, all you really have is yourselves. Um, you have a lot of older folks going to church, um, but... You know, you mentioned the word hypocrite mm -hmm, earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a lot of hypocritical behavior from the people who went to church. You know, I saw a lot of us not being able to being able to eat, but you know, the pastor was driving a nice Cadillac. Mm. <laughs> you know, so um, for us, you know, it, it 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 seemed like at the time church wasn't the place for us. You know, except for you know, the one Sunday a month where they were doing the dinners in the basement, mm -hmm. you know. So um, the standard was set by the, the people who, who who had all the power in the neighborhood. Um, I didn't have a lot of cops in my neighborhood. Actually, we didn't have any. Um, I think I mentioned it before. The only time we saw cops is when they were doing a raid on someone's house. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have the miss you know, the, the officer who walked around on the beat and did community policing and mm -hmm. things like that. We mm -hmm. didn't. You know, community policing is not really a thing in the hood. I don't know, you know, if you guys know that or not. Mm -hmm. That only gets done in nice neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and so when you're tr when you're looking for a standard, you're looking you're looking basically at materialistic standards, like who has the nicest cars, who has the cleanest up to date clothes, mm -hmm. you know, who's fly all the time, you know, who has all the jewelry, who has several women who has, you know, all the all the nice toys that 
that you know as a young man you wish you had and that, that, that when you see uh, a 20 something year old we old when you're 13 14 15 mm-hmm. you look and say that's what you want to you know that's what you want to be so mm-hmm. they set the standard and you know um that lasted for me until until basically college when I started to diversify my, my worldly experience, started being around people from all different cultures, all different places, mm-hmm. and seeing that like not everybody grew up like I grew up, really started reading a lot of books, uh, you know, a lot of history about other people, other places in the world. And you see that like, you know, not everybody out here, it's not just us living this, you know, awful experience of growing up in the in the hood. And it's not a survive. It's not a game of survival for everybody. Mm-hmm. There are some people who grew up without violence at all, and that you know they didn't grow up in a war zone. So, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, fast forwarding along to being becoming a cop and, and not having not having that godly standard. The the standard that, that is set is like the standard operating pro- uh, procedures of of your job, mm-hmm. because your job becomes the most important thing. Like I talked about, you know, we talked about I- idolatry being a sin. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of reasons, my bad, my badge was not wasn't my largest idol. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was it yeah. set, it set what I what I did. Right. Um, it set how much I could take care of my family. It set you know just everything for me. And it wasn't until that was taken away from me that I had to really take a step back and reorganize things. I got the thing that helped me is I, I got some real men in my life. I mean, yeah, that's 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 it. I mean, uh, you know, God put some some real down to earth men who had gone through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. who weren't perfect into my life. And showed me that even though I grew up the way I grew up, I don't have to keep hold of that standard uh, anymore. And I was able to drop it and pick up God's standard. Now, it's, you know, over the past five years, it's definitely been difficult, you know, as being like a 37-year-old man to completely change the way he lives his life. But it's something I'm I'm willing to do. It's, you know, I pick up that cross every day because... I have two young people and uh, a woman who I love, who I'm close with, you know, it's, it's important for them to see that in me yeah. because I know they're paying attention. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, it's a work in progress, but it's definitely worth it because the alternative is going back to that. And to me, that's like death. Yeah. Um, and so that it's that important to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I appreciate you sharing your story and I can, so much of your story resonates with me. You know, for me, you know, my family idolized education and, um, mm. and that was, that was the idol for my mom, for my dad, um, for my, for my family in general. And, um, and, but what I saw in my family was a lot of immorality and a lot of infidelity and, um, and, uh, that was just heartbreaking, and it's it's caused a lot of pain, a lot of you know hurt and loss. Um, just seeing those things, and uh, one of the decisions that I made when I decided to follow Jesus was that, uh, you know, I decided I would I'll be faithful to God, that I would be celibate until marriage, and I've been married now for twenty years. This September will be twenty one, and I, I've struggled with my purity, but I've been faithful to my wife, you know, and I haven't, you know. Um, haven't compromised that 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 uh, that that relationship in any way. Not because I'm a good person, uh, not at all. 
I'm a regular dude. I, I come from a very broken background, but because I made a decision to follow Jesus. And, um, and I appreciate that I get to have an objective standard, that I get to have a way of living my life that is bigger than me, that isn't defined by me, because it's while the things you can rationalize oh, yeah. and, um, you know, and, and justify. And, um, and it, it's wild to me, honestly, just looking at the news the past couple of days and past couple of weeks, you know, just how people that you look up to and you consider as being heroes in our society um, have no objective standard. And you think of what that communicates to their children, what that communicates to young people that admire them and aspire to be like them. And much like you talked about just in the neighborhood, you know, um, you know, you know, almost all the men, not all, but almost all the men that I know in my family um, have not been faithful to Mm. their almost all, not all but almost all. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's wild. Sometimes it's not who you think, you know? Right. And you realize and you're like, man, dog, you too, dog, them? you know? And, um, not you, I know, man. And, you know, and I think that's the stuff, you know, when I read the scriptures, I think, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's, I'm definitely not claiming to be, you're not claiming to be. So I don't want anybody that's listening to the podcast to trip up on the fact that we think we're anybody. We're just regular people, but I'm glad that I can open up the Bible. I can crack the book. And know the code, you mm-hmm. know, and know, you know, it's, you know, much like the Mandalorian, you know, this is the way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know kind of like, no, there's, there's a code, man. And, yeah. uh, and people that live without a code. That was nice. You know, Good job. I'm just saying, bro, I'm just saying that, you know, my man resonates with me, man. And, um, you know, you're, the, you, you, you're doing pretty good. You went from jerk chicken to the Mandalorian. Yeah. You, you, you're doing pretty good. Hey, this man. Week. Hey, man. You know, that's how we roll, though. That's how we roll, you know. And uh, but uh, but on a real man, I, I, I respect a, a man or a woman that has a code. If you ain't got a code, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I'm real concerned, you know, and um, I think about C.S. Lewis. He wrote this great book um, called The Abolition of Man. And in it, he said that we are creating a society with men without chests, people without core values. And I'm, I'm always concerned about us, um, you know, lifting up leaders who have no core values, because if you can't be faithful to your spouse, I got a concern about following you. Yeah. You know, if you can't treat your kids with respect and every one of us messes up with our kids, but you got to reconcile or at least try, you know what I'm saying? And if I can't trust that nine times out of 10, you're going to say the truth. I got a problem with that. Now, I'm not saying you're going to, you know, bat 10 out of 10, you right. know, you, you might mess up, you might say something wrong, but when you do own it, but if I, if I can't trust you to have veracity, then I've got some concern about you being able to go the distance. Well, let me let me ask you a question. I've, I've been thinking about this, and I think about like what you know. I thought about uh, what Brandon said about how hard it is to follow Jesus, yeah. and you know them coming to him and saying, you know, that's that's, that's heavy. I don't know if I can do that. Like mm-hmm. who who would who who can follow this? Mm-hmm. And I, w- I want to put that question to you: Is this is this so? I mean, I know we want everybody to go to heaven. But everybody's not going to go. Is it? Is it too heavy right now? Is is the burden? Is that cross too heavy for a lot of people? And that's why we're seeing so many people just decide early on that they're not going to to have a have a standard. You know, to follow God's standard. Is it? Is it so? You know, 
does every is every new Christian going to have to be 40? Um, you know, because, you know, just in my short time of, of being uh, a Christian, a lot of the a lot of the men, I'll just say that I've seen converted are older. Well, middle aged men, I'll say mm-hmm. 40 and over mm-hmm. guys. Um, I haven't seen a 25 year old guy who just came out of nowhere be converted. Not a lot of them. I've seen a lot of young people that have good parents and, you know, like 18, 17, 20, you know, you know, you know, kids that are, that are, that are in our circle already getting, you know, amen to that. But like, I think that maybe, I don't know, I don't know if it's the, the climate of the, of our world right now, or maybe if it, is it some perception that they think that like that puts too much of a burden on you and Hey, I can't go out and do, I can't be whoever it is I'm supposed to be simultaneous and while simultaneously carrying this burden of, of the standard with me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if, if, if that's too heavy for people. Um, yeah. So I would ask you, like, what do you think? You know, you've been around a lot longer than me and I'm sure you've seen some, some men who have fallen away. Um, I, I say men because I'm not a woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm raising a young woman, but I'm only halfway raising her. I'm mm-hmm. I'm giving ha- I'm giving half, and my wife is giving the other half. You know, her her our perspective as a woman, and thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Um, another conversation for another day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you're asking a great question. Yeah. The way I'd answer that question is with the scripture, and uh, it's in Matthew chapter 11. And uh, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, I actually think it's the inverse. Mm. I think think the marketing has communicated something different than the reality. And I think that's why, as Christians, we got to step up our game. And that's why we're engaging on this platform. And that's why we're engaging on Facebook. And that's why we're hustling on on Instagram. And that's why we're hustling on YouTube. We're hustling because the reality is people have been sold a bag of goods. Mm. I mean, it, it is a heavy life to live your life with no standard. It's a heavy life. It's a heavy life to not know which way's up. And, uh, and we know the there's statistical evidence that supports this truth. Prior to the global pandemic, America was experiencing an incredible decline in our population on the basis of two things. More people were dying than any war we've ever had because people were taking their own lives and they were dying of ODs from opioids. Mm-hmm. So these, th- that, that was what was happening prior yeah. to the craziest time in our, in our modern history. Mm-hmm. When the numbers come out, what you might find is there are more Americans that are taking their own lives than perhaps even have died from the coronavirus because of the deaths of despair. There's a direct correlation between a hopelessness that we have in our society and a lack of connection to an objective standard and a lack of connection to a community of faith. There is a direct correlation. And I know that there are people that are outside the faith community that are going to have lots of things to say about this. And we welcome your conversation. But what I'm saying is, 
I get stressed. I mess up. I struggle to raise my kids. Me and my wife don't have a perfect relationship. We just don't. We're just regular people. But you know what? I know how to live. I have an objective standard. When I got stuck, when I get stuck, and and I got a book, I got a manual I can pull out and say, what do I do about this? When me and Anton have a difference, we have a shared manual and a shared set of beliefs that we can pull out. That's a lot lighter and easier than just making it up on the fly. Hmm. And and the but you want to know the truth? This freedom, this good news is not well marketed. It just isn't. Really? It, it is not. And the people most well-known book in the world not marketed? Not well them? marketed because what's what's happened is people close the book and open their mouths instead of <laughs> opening the book and close their mouths. You Uh-oh. see what I'm saying? I mean, Uh-oh. that's that's just what happens. Did we just start podcasting right now? I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's what that's what's going on, bro. Welcome to the Greater Everyday Podcast. This is it. <laughs> this is it. And we're going to catch it on the other side. Um, but but I just want to say that's that's the power of the age that we're in. And it's time for us to, you know, close our mouths and open the book and say, all right, so how do I understand systematic racism through the lens of the scriptures? And recognizing that that is one very egregious, very entrenched sin that is fundamentally standing against the knowledge of God. But if I reject that sin, but embrace 10 more, what good is that? I actually need to reject all sin and embrace real freedom. That's really the way forward. Yeah, we got to do something because... You, you, now I'm gonna you you sent you sending me down a rabbit hole now about, about bad marketing, but you know I mean I I think that when you look at if you just look at the media right now a bunch of it is bad marketing, a bunch of it is desi- designed and I hope that you know our listeners know this. Um, I'm sure we got some pretty pretty smart smart listeners. Even in Dublin, Ireland, we got the smartest. Let's people go. in Dublin. Let's go in Namibia. Yeah, Let's go yeah. in Namibia. Uh, I hope you know that like a lot of times you're being steered to be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that like if anything, an article doesn't shape your thinking on a particular thing, but maybe initiates um, a research on a particular subject. Why would we be steered? Why, why are we being steered towards being angry? Break because, it down, Anton. Be, well, it's, it's quite simple. Um because when we're separated from um, from from truth, then we can't really come together and, and develop solutions that'll benefit everyone. Yeah, um, you can't be your best self if you're angry all the time. Not all the time. Um, you know, and and I think that you know arguing with each other on social media mm-hmm. and you know not being able to have a, a different outlook on something because you come from a different place mm-hmm. and you might not have understood, but you're welcoming to listen, mm-hmm. but you know, you have to go away because you don't understand mm-hmm. um, things like that. That's how you, that's how you control the people. Yeah. You control the people by stirring them up so that they're out of control and they're fighting the wrong battle instead of dealing with the real issues. Yeah. It, it, the, 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 the psychological warfare that's happening right now in our country, in our world, is unbelievable. And if people would just step back and realize that there is an enemy at work, it is not the government. It is not 
the political parties. It is not an individual. It is, it is not a partisan player. It is Satan. Satan is literally just playing people against each other. And there are people that are being puppeted to play people against each other. So we're, we're choosing to carry the heavy load of bitterness and resentment and hatred instead of putting down the burden and recognizing that there is a way that is right, a way that fits, a way that works, and that way is the way of having an objective standard. Yeah, I think like if you think about if you're a person who discriminates in another person, let's just say because because of their race, that's a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You got to put a lot into that because a lot you're of not, emotional energy. You're not really shuts you down. Yeah, you're not naturally inclined. You weren't born that way. So no. when you see somebody and you have to conjure up all of these thoughts and stereotypes and biases and all this and that not saying you can't have biases because everybody does and i think that like that's being lost mm-hmm. um that you can't have bias for example i'm biased against cheese i don't like it i Come think on, it's Anton. uh i think it's now, the, now we got issues man I think now i'm angry with you i think it's the devil's condiment but man, how about uh, goat cheese because goat cheese real no good, no cheese no cheese no cheese at all man i don't and know like if we can cottage, be friends dog cottage cheese is Seriously, come on! All right, so cottage cheese, I can feel you on. Yeah, but, but, but cheese, z- some jalapeno cheese, no, some pepper jack of, cheese, none of that. Some goat cheese with none the that. seasonings know, in it, man. I can see the, I can see the, the downloads pausing because oh, I know, no, I know, I know, no. I'm in the, I know I'm in the minority here. No. But it's okay if I don't like cheese. See anything, it's, it's, anything with goats are good to me, man. Goat milk, goat <laughs> cheese, you, and goat I, meat. I heard you talking about the curry goat <laughs> earlier. <laughs> you know, but it's it's okay. That you, we're just going to have biases. Yeah. Um, but you can't let your life be ruled by those biases. No. Um, and it's a difference between be, having biases and being racist or prejudiced. It's right. a it's a that's a different thing. So just because I know there's some people out there who are like, oh no, um, I might have a bias bet- towards a certain type of person that I want to date or this or that. Am I evil? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, no, you're you're entitled. You're entitled to have biases. You're an individual. You're a person. It's 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 all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have them, no matter what. Now even the the best people in the world. You know, have some inherent biases. It's okay, but when you let your when you let your life be ruled by them, and you treat people differently because of them, mm-hmm. that's idolatry. That's you. That's you saying creating your own standard and saying, you know, I know, even though I know that God didn't say to do this, I'm doing it anyway because it makes me feel good. And that's why it's important to have an objective standard. Because yep. if you don't have an objective standard, then the standard is just how you feel. And if the standard is just how you feel, you can go down any kind of rabbit mm-hmm. hole and then it just becomes a shouting match. Who can shout louder than the other mm-hmm. to shout each other down? And that only divides us. So life isn't about how I feel? It is not. <laughs> oh, man. But what you feel matters. <laughs> it does. It does. What you feel matters. But it's just not everything. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I hurt your feelings? You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. It's just, I know I am, but you know, but there was no avoiding it. We, yeah. we were gonna because our objective standard <laughs> runs right through the middle of it being about what you feel, yeah. and I care about what you feel. I, I care about 
what I feel. But you know what? What God says is more important. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's supreme. This has been real. And uh, we're going to continue this conversation on the other side. We want to encourage you to check out the next podcast that we have coming up. We're going to talk a little bit more about leadership mm-hmm. as we've kind of, we're going to move the conversation from talking about our objective standard to how we mobilize and empower leaders who are able to really lead the change that we need in the world. This is the Greater Everyday Podcast. This is a place where we demonize no one. We deify no one. We just deal with the real issues because the great issues of our time, the great challenges of our time require, demand, and call for a greater response. And we're glad that you're able to be a part of this conversation as we seek to be greater every day.